On today's episode of the podcast, I finally get to share with all of you the story of this baby. Yes, it's true. I'm pregnant. We are having a baby. I couldn't be happier. And I'm so excited I get to share the story from conception to where we are now. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for wishing us so much joy. It really means a lot. Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Hello, my darling friends. Welcome back to the show. It's time for a brand new and very fun and exciting episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am back in Sweden. I'm back in Sweden. Last week's episode I recorded in Aruba. We came back to Sweden two days ago, just Leia and I. Dennis is staying another week. And... I'm looking out at my regular little lake view here where I sit and record the podcast from home in Sweden. There's a little bit of snow. I think there was so much snow when we were away. There was really like a crazy snowstorm that hit and there was so much snow. And some of that is still lingering, which Leia is very happy about, but it's not like a snowy landscape. I just have a little bit of snow on our patio in the back. But I'm looking out at the pine trees and the spruce trees in front of me. The lake is still and quiet and beautiful and it's cold. And I'm sitting here feeling (laughs) so excited. (laughs) And I'm so excited I have to laugh. Like I'm smiling so big right now. Knowing that I finally, finally, after so long of keeping my mouth shut, (laughs) so, so long, so much time, sitting down to record this podcast every week, not being able to talk about the one thing that I actually really want to talk about, which is the fact that, yes, I am pregnant. Yay! (laughs) I'm pregnant. I am with child. I have a bun in the oven. Uh, We're having a baby. Yeah, we're having a baby. And 
it's been very hard to keep this <laughs> secret from you. Seeing that I sit down every week and I record this podcast and I tell you my innermost feelings. I tell you all my thoughts and all my big emotions and all the stuff going on in my life. And then this major thing happened and we decided to keep it to ourselves. We really did. I had this idea that, you know, when we have a second baby or when, you know, I get pregnant again, I would probably tell the world right away this old idea that you're supposed to keep it to yourself because what if you miscarry and that would be embarrassing or, you know, there's such a stigma around that and then it would be just awful having to tell everybody. And I, you know, don't feel that way at all. So if, you know, if that would have happened, I would have, of course, shared that the way I share all the challenging things in life. And I think it's important that we talk about that. So Dennis and I even had that conversation when Leia was a couple of years old. Like, okay, well, when we have our next one, I just, I think we should just tell everybody right away. Like we don't do the waiting thing because it was really hard the first time around too. Like it was hard to wait, <laughs> hard to, to keep it to ourselves. And part of it is I'm just such an open book. Like I, yeah, it's very hard for me to keep secrets in case you had noticed. But then this pregnancy happened, and although I really wanted to share, and I've really been yearning for this to be out there, and for, you know, for me to get to record this episode and to talk about this baby, I also immediately was overwhelmed by this longing to keep everything to ourselves, to just have this be this very private, quiet thing, even for a while. And I got over that. Thank God. I was like, maybe we won't tell anyone about the baby until the baby's here. <laughs> Pull one of those. And then it's just like, that's going to be very challenging. Like you're, there's no way you're going to be able to pull that off. But I, I so enjoyed just having this be just for us for this long yeah. And then I, I don't know, really, I think what happened was the thing that made me want to share. It's not like finally I'm sharing. I'm not sharing later than normal. I think I'm sharing right at the normal regular time when people normally share that they're pregnant. I'm 13 weeks now. I think when I was pregnant with Leia, I have to go back in my Instagram and check, but I think I did the internet announcement at 13 weeks. So just the same. But it just felt like a really long time because I, yeah, I could have sort of told the world much sooner, I guess. And I've been itching to to share this baby with the world, but it's also been such a lovely private time. <laughs> Just us and the family kind of keeping this little secret. If you don't count the fact that we have a five-year-old who we told very early, we told her, I think week seven or eight, like we told her, we told her, yeah, as, as soon as we could basically it was it was if, I mean if you think it's hard to keep the secret from you imagine how hard it was to keep the secret from her especially since Leia has wanted a, a little brother she's wanted a, a a little sibling but she keeps she's always talked about a little brother like she knows a little brother is coming she still thinks this is a brother she's certain we don't know the sex of the baby but we're kind of referring to him as a little baby boy just because that's how she refers to him, right? She's very, very convinced it's a baby boy. And um, she's been wanting a sibling for a long time, but especially this past year, since we moved to Sweden, something shifted in her. And it became very vivid, the longing for a little brother to the point of her 
making toys for him. She's made these little arts and crafts things for him. She came home from school one day and started rearranging all the furniture in her room, like moving her desk and her chairs out of the way. And I was like, what are you what are you doing? And she said, I'm making space for my baby brother. He's going to sleep here. Like this is where, and this is funny, this is where the baby cage is going to go. <laughs> the crib, she calls it, the baby cage. And we were not in that place, like talking about having a baby. Like, you know, it was just, she just really had this idea and felt so vividly like this baby brother is coming. So it's really hard to know. Like I have a feeling that, subconsciously has influenced us just her so openly longing for a brother but we weren't at that time actively at all talking about it or even yeah we always had this idea that at some point you know it's like I, I had never thought that Leia would just like I would never go through the journey of of pregnancy again like that felt strange but at the same time we never had a timing that felt like oh this is this actually works you know like this is a good time so we told her as soon as we could because imagine like I we knew we were pregnant and then every day she's talking about her baby brother and she's so excited about her baby brother but she doesn't actually know that there is a baby coming even though it is and I felt so awful lying to her you know so we decided like okay we're going to talk to her about miscarriage in a sensible way, you know, in, in a way that makes sense to a five-year-old so that that's not something that's strange or odd or that she's never heard of. The way we, we talk about death, we talk about, you know, her aunt is battling a really, really severe form of cancer right now. We talk about that all the time. Um, her uncle just lost his dog. We talk, we really, we, we talk about hard things in this family. And so we made that decision that, okay, we'll, we'll have the whole conversation and, you know, we'll let her know that she's having a baby brother. And since the moment we told her, <laughs> like I couldn't even say, and this is a secret, don't tell anyone. I mean, impossible. Like you can't tell a five-year-old to keep a secret. Are you kidding? No, especially not the biggest, most exciting thing that's ever happened to her in her entire life. It was just too much to ask for her to keep that secret. So we were just strategic about not seeing any family before we were ready to tell our family because every single person, I'm not exaggerating, every single human being that she has met in the past, I guess, six weeks, five or six weeks, she has led that conversation with, my mommy has a baby in her belly. Like every stranger she's seen, she's literally chased down strangers in the street to yell at them. My mama is pregnant. <laughs> she's told every grocery store clerk that we've met, every cab driver, like every waitress or waiter at any restaurant we've been to. They're like, hi, can I take your order? My mama has a baby in her belly. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> we even had people who follow me online. I mean, and this happens often like at least a couple times a week here whenever we're we're out and about someone comes up and they're like hey oh I thought that was you you know I, I listened to your podcast or I just want to say hi and Leah looks at them and she's like guess what guess what my mama's pregnant <laughs> and then those people are like you know it's a big thing <laughs> to, <laughs> to find to be the first one to find out about you know to find out about such a big thing so it's been really fun fun like it's been really really funny to go through this journey with her so before we told any of our family anybody we told our parents or best friends or siblings she 
the day after we told her we got to preschool, she got out of the car and she ran from the car to the schoolyard yelling off the top of her lungs, mama has a baby in her belly, mama has a baby in her belly, <laughs> like yelling all the way in. So the whole school, all her teachers knew, all the strangers we've met, every acquaintance, our neighbor knew, our neighbors knew because she hangs out with her kids a lot. Everybody knew before like our parents knew. <laughs> Or our best friends knew because she's told everyone. So it's been, I guess that's also been part of why it didn't feel super necessary to tell the whole world because she's kind of doing it for us. And at some point, then it's just like, you know, like this is going to get out. Like someone's going to come up to you telling you congratulations that you were not ready to tell yet because <laughs> this is going to make the rounds because she's telling. I think she must have told hundreds of people. On this Aruba trip also, every person on the plane, she went like row by row on the plane to let everybody know that there is a baby on board. And some people are really excited to talk to strange, quirky kids. <laughs> some people are like, oh, but that's nice. And then they like turn around and move on. They're not interested. But most people have been so happy to talk to her and are asking her questions, and are you excited? You're going to be a big sister. What's that like? Like, she really has had this big journey around this pregnancy so far, and it's been the most beautiful part of all of this. It's been so totally lovely. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Ritual's Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Okay, so maybe I should tell the whole story from the start. And to do that, and this is kind of funny, to do that, I actually have to tell you a really big second secret that I've been carrying. Second surprise, like a big piece of news that I have. Um, because these two stories really are intertwined. One probably wouldn't have happened without the other. So I'm sure some of you, maybe many of you remember a couple of months ago, I was sitting here on the podcast really excited about something big that had happened in our lives. And I was about to give you this big piece of news, like, oh my God, 
can't wait to share this big thing happening. And then I kind of caught myself in the moment and I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't share this yet. Maybe I need to talk to Dennis about the timing of us sharing this because I hadn't talked to him yet. So I kind of caught myself, like I made a little fumble and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'll tell you that secret later. Like I'll tell you this news later. <laughs> so mean, like such a shitty thing for, for a podcast host to do. But so I kind of teased that we had this secret and it wasn't the baby. It wasn't the baby at all. I don't think we were even, yeah, we were pregnant then, but it wasn't that. That wasn't the news. Mm, so ever since I shared that episode, like once a week, people are writing me like, okay, when are you telling us that big news? Like, was this the big news? When I said I wasn't vegan anymore, they're like, was this the news? I was like, no, 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 not that's not it. But so the news is, the second news, aside from the fact that we're having a baby and which feels like the biggest thing ever. The second piece of news is that we found the farm of our dreams. Like we have found the property of our dreams and we're moving. We got a farm. <laughs> it sounds so surreal to even say. It's very bizarre to record this episode in this way. Like I feel almost tentative to share. It feels like too much good news. <laughs> like I have to rein the good news in a little bit. Like I'm almost nervous to speak all of this out loud. Feels a little bit almost too good to be true, which it's not. It's perfect and it's absolutely true. And and I'm just, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. So the story about this farm, it's also a big story. It's going to have to probably be another podcast. But these stories, the farm and the baby, they're definitely intertwined. So I'll give you like a little, the short version, which is that about a year and a half ago, when I was visiting Sweden, before we had moved here, we were just visiting in the summer in 2021, I found this piece of land, this property that I fell head over heels in love with. And a little farm, it's a I don't even know if you, you can call it a farm because it has like a couple of barns and it has some land, but it's small. Like it's just, it's basically a homestead, it's like a tiny little farm. And I fell so in love with the space, but it wasn't for sale. And it's a really complicated story. And I even, I went on Instagram. I went back in my Instagram to check, like, I think it was July or August last year. And I posted a little video from this property where I just show some trees and some greenery and the lake. And I wrote a caption about, I'm looking for land, like I'm yearning for my land, my piece of land to tend to, to set my roots, you know, to really return home to the earth in this major way. And that's the same property, like that's where we're moving. <laughs> that's the property that actually ended up materializing for us, which is so wild and crazy. And uh, it's been just a lot of back and forth and it felt really far away. Maybe it's never going to happen. But then in the summer, earlier in the summer, it it's started materializing a little bit. It started becoming more real. And when we found out that actually the woman who owned it, she did want to sell and she did want to sell to us. It was still a very long journey to get to the signing the papers, which we did today, <laughs> this morning. <laughs> we were at the realtors this morning. And, and when that started happening, so in the summer, it started becoming yeah, less of a dream and more of reality. Dennis and I started talking about, well, maybe having a second baby isn't so crazy. All of a sudden, the idea of having long-term stability again, 
something that felt really permanent, like a real dream come true, that becoming maybe sort of real in the future led us to having those conversations again about, and then, you know, Leia was talking about a sibling all the time, which of course influenced us as well. So we started not actively trying the way, I mean, I have friends actively trying to have a baby, um, tracking their ovulation and timing and temperature and on the specific, you know, this hour of this day is the, you know, not like that at all. We just started becoming very, very casual. <laughs> Let's just use those words, very casual in our romantic life with the thought of, I didn't even know, like maybe, maybe getting pregnant with Leia so easily the first time, uh, maybe that was just a fluke. Like maybe it's not going to be that easy the second time. I have no idea. I mean, we have friends who have tried to conceive for years and we have friends who've done IVF. We have we have a lot of just community that have gone through all kinds of different journeys with, with having a baby and conceiving a child. And it's not as easy as they tell you when you're a teenager, <laughs> you know, which makes you feel like every time you have sex, you're basically pregnant already unless you do everything you can to to prevent that like we all know that that's just not the case so we we didn't know so we were just kind of well if it happens it happens I of course had that feeling well if it happens it's meant to be and maybe it doesn't happen and then that's okay too you know didn't feel we didn't feel a crazy urgency that this has to happen now but I also have been having a longing I just I have been having that feeling (sighs) seeing babies friends babies where all of a sudden I'm like oh that time, you know, it's so special. And I haven't had that feeling. And Leia's five, she's going to be six in March. And it really took me a long time to get to that feeling of, of longing again. And of course, stability has a lot to do with that. When your life is chaotic and upside down, it's, yeah, it's hard to have your focus there. Um, and then pretty early, I think this was like a month or two, maybe a month in um, to our casual romantic life. <laughs> I love that term. (laughs) You guys can like imagine the details if you want. (laughs) My period didn't come and my period was late. And I started having a lot of just what felt to me like major pregnancy symptoms, different ones than I have, different ones than just PMS and kind of, you know, premenstrual symptoms. My boobs hurt like crazy. I felt really swollen and bloated and I had a lot of headache. I just, I just... I had a feeling and I immediately started getting really, really, really excited. Told Dennis that, you know, my period's late and and my period can be a little bit irregular, but not by a lot, by by a day or two. You know, it's not clockwork like some people, but it's not very irregular either. So I just had a couple of days where I started for the first time since being pregnant with Leia, where I started to visualize, well, maybe this is it. Like, what would that be like? And terrified and feeling nervous and holy shit, are we ready? You know, all the things that kind of go through your head when you think that you're pregnant. And then a couple days later, I my period came and it was a heavy, horrible period, like a really, and I don't have horrible periods. It was just very, very, very heavy. And it broke my heart. It really did. I was so heartbroken, even though it was you know, it wasn't like I took a pregnancy test and it was positive and then that didn't happen. It was, it didn't even go that far. It was just the first days of maybe thinking about maybe possibly it could be, you know, the, yeah, I just got excited. 
And then I wasn't pregnant and my period came and the the level of heartbreak I felt, how sad I was. I called my friend Olivia. I was just bawling on the phone. I was so sad. And she was like, I didn't even know you guys were trying because we hadn't told anybody. And I'm like, me neither. Like we're, we barely started trying and just immediately I get this sad. And she was like, well, now, you know, like now, you know, you really want a baby. Like you really want this to happen. Like this level of sadness, this this level of emotion. Like now it's really clear. Like now you know what you want. And I felt that that in a way was a big blessing because that meant that from that point on, it became very conscious for both of us that just actually, yes, like we do want a baby. It's not just casual and what happens happens, but it became just a very present thing that yes, it was just a yes, you know, from from that feeling of maybe and who knows and ah, could we do it? Like it was, there was just a lot of thoughts and fear and worry and stuff involved to a big yes, yes, yes. This is what, this is what I want. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I think we immediately must have after that conceived. And it's funny. So this was, I guess, September, <laughs> the fall, and very beginning of October. So my October is my my October, my birthday is October 5th. And October 3rd, two days before my birthday, Olivia, so my best friend, she writes me and she says, hey, uh, Hedda, my goddaughter, her, her daughter, said today, out of the blue, we weren't even talking about you, like we were in the bath. And she just looked at me and said, Rachel also has a baby in her belly. <laughs> so I just wanted to check in, like, are you pregnant? And I was like, what? No, that's so crazy. But secretly, I was like, oh, my God, that's that would be so lovely. But I was like, no, 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 like, no, like my period isn't even late. Like it hasn't even been a cycle, you know, since. Um, so no, no, not at all. And then I went, I'm like, wait, let me check when my period is due because I wasn't exactly sure. So I went into my app that I use and it said, oh, my period is due on October 5th on my birthday. So I took a screenshot and I sent it to her. Uh, my period is due in two days, so I'll let you know on Wednesday, which was my birthday. I'll let you know. And we had plans for my birthday. We went to dinner and we had concert. And and I just said that, like, I'll let you know in two days if my period doesn't show. That's it. The next day, we had a little mini pre-celebration where Dennis took me and Leia out to dinner. And in the car, driving to dinner, I got super nauseous, just like out of the blue overwhelmingly almost having to pull the car over 
to throw up, kind of nauseous, really, really nauseous. And I am not a nauseous person. I'm not a car sick person generally. I don't have that. It was just felt out of the ordinary. So we went to town, we went to the city. Dennis and Leia snuck out or snuck away a little bit because they wanted to buy me a, a present or some flowers, I think. And when they did that, I was just like, I'm just going to stop by the pharmacy. I didn't tell Dennis. I didn't say anything. I just like, I'm just going to stop by the pharmacy and and get a pregnancy test, like just to check. But my period wasn't even late. <laughs> like technically on paper, I wasn't even pregnant yet. And uh, I went to the pharmacy. They have one of those early detection tests that you can test really, really, really early. But it has to be morning pee. It has to be the first pee of the day. So I just thought to myself, well, okay, I'll just wake up on my birthday and I'll pee on a stick. <laughs> that sounds great. Like, that's no problem. So we had dinner. And I remember it was also weird because we know the owners of the restaurant we went to and they came over with a glass of champagne, like happy birthday. And I didn't want to drink the champagne. I just had this aversion. And I normally, like I do not turn down a glass of bubbly, like that's not my vibe. But I got this glass of champagne. And I was like, oh, I don't want it. Like I just didn't drink it. And then it's just like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know, just, just don't feel like it. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> So um, the next day, well, and we went to bed and then in the morning we do this thing. Yeah, I, everybody does birthday mornings a little bit different, but we do this thing where we wake the birthday person up with cake and balloons and and then we have breakfast like ready in the kitchen. We don't do the whole breakfast in bed thing. Like I don't like to eat breakfast in bed anyway. It's too messy for me. But um, so they were fixing things in the morning and Leia like I, I had promised her I would stay in bed until they were ready. But they took forever the way, of course, like <laughs> a dad and a five-year-old do in the kitchen. And I really had to pee. So I was just like, I just kind of snuck up and then I went out into the living room and I covered my eyes. I was like, hey guys, pretend I'm not here. I just really have to pee. And I like, and Leah was like, close your eyes, mama, close your eyes. You can't see what's happening. Close your eyes. And I like went over to the bathroom where I had put the pregnancy tests, very planned that out very well the day before. And uh, peed on the stick. <laughs> and it was, you know that anyone who, who's ever taken a COVID test and had COVID, <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind for some bizarre reason. Taking those, I mean, how many of those stupid tests did we have to take last year and the year before? But when the test lights up right away and it's like, oh, you really have COVID. <laughs> that was this pregnancy test. Like when I took the first test with Leia, I had to take three tests. The first one was positive, but it was barely visible. The second one was negative. And then the third one was inconclusive. So we ended up going to the clinic and took a blood test to find out because I so badly wanted to know, like I couldn't wait. But with this test, like I peed on the stick, you're supposed to wait two or three minutes or whatever to look. I just looked at it right away and it was like, bing, <laughs> super strong, like you're super pregnant, like no doubt about it, very pregnant. And, and it was just the most wonderful, crazy birthday present to receive. Really, really. Because even though I really wanted it, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think it would happen this fast. I I hadn't really wrapped my head around the idea properly yet, you know. So I snuck back to bed. Eventually, Leanne and Dennis came in with flowers and cake and sang and and, I, and then we had a big birthday breakfast and I just sat there the whole time like, oh my God, 
oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know, I don't even know. Holy shit, what do I, <laughs> like, whoa, it was just so big, like so, so, so big. And we decided to go for a little walk. Uh, I had a massage planned, I think, that day. We went for a walk in the woods. We took all the dogs to the walk, to, to walk in the woods and to pick mushrooms. And then after that, I had a massage. Like, that was kind of the day that we had planned. And I was thinking, like, how do I tell Dennis? When do I do it? Last time, we bought the pregnancy tests together. It felt weird knowing before him, even though it's my body. So, like, it makes sense that I I would know a few hours early. But it really felt like, no, I want to share this now, 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 now. But also not in front of Leia, right? Because we have to process this ourselves first. So we were out in the woods. I brought the pregnancy test. And Leia's looking for puffballs, her favorite mushrooms. And the dogs are just running all around. We're having a super sweet time. And then I like crouch down and I'm like, oh my God, hey, look at this mushroom. Look, Dennis, come, 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 come look. And he like comes over. He's like, what, what, what is it? And then I like give him the pregnancy test. <laughs> and he was like, oh, 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 <laughs> wait, oh, are you serious? Oh, <laughs> he just couldn't wrap his head around it. <laughs> it was almost one of those moments where like, are you happy or are you panicking? Because his face was just all of those things at the same time, you know. And then, yeah, we just hugged and it, it took him a while to process. I also think he was in, he was probably even further from the mindset that this is going to happen now than I was. So it, it took him some digesting for sure. And and then that night we had a babysitter for Leia because we were going out to this big dinner with our best friends and then to a concert and we had to go through this whole thing of, well, are we going to lie to our best friends in the world and like pretend? Because of course, I can't show up for my birthday dinner and just say, no, thank you. I don't want to have a glass of wine because normally I love a glass of wine. Olivia knew we were sort of maybe trying. So if I would lie to her, like she would know, you know, and it felt so strange because these are our best friends, but also we needed time. And especially Dennis, he's like, I have known about this baby for five minutes. I need another five minutes before we talk about it with people. Like we need to just like process this on our own. <laughs> so we ended up going to this restaurant and it was a very crowded place, like very small tables. So Dennis, we kept switching glasses and then he would drink my wine and then I would have less in my glass kind of thing. But Patrick, like his best friend, totally knew. And he was just sitting there. He's like, why are you drinking Rachel's wine? He's like, oh, I was? Oh, I didn't. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and he just looked at us like, what? You know? And then, <laughs> and then we had driven there. So normally, like, of course, whenever we go places, only one of us would drink. And obviously, I wasn't drinking. But it was weird for me to not be drinking because it was my birthday party and my celebration, you know? And... Um, then we were leaving and we were supposed to take a cab, but it felt so stupid to pay for a taxi to drive to the venue when I was sitting there sober, perfectly ready to drink. So I was like, you know, I actually, I think I didn't drink so much. I think I'm like, I, I can totally drive. And then Olivia looked at me. She's like, yeah, why didn't you drink so much? <laughs> I'm like, no, I mean, it's it's just I didn't, you know, 
like, like moving on. And then my friend Michaela was like, dude, you drank five glasses of wine. I saw you drink so much wine. You can't drive. No way. Like, let's go over here. And it became a little bit of a conversation. But it was funny because half of our friends were completely clueless, like half of them. And then half of them, the ones that have a lot of kids, they just like immediately knew, like, of course, obviously, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> what other, why else would you have this little drama here happening with the wine? Oh, but it's so funny because we rarely do those kinds of things. Like, it's very rare for us to go and, and party. You know, it's like we never do those things anymore. And that was that very night. So, yeah. And then from, <laughs> from that moment, we just had, we had two months, I guess, let me think. Yeah. Two months, two and a half months of just keeping this to ourselves, us and every stranger that Leia has seen, of course. And when we told her, we told her a couple of weeks after, I have it on video. I'm definitely going to post it on Instagram because it is the cutest thing you have ever seen. It. We tell her and guess what her first response is. I tell her, mama has a baby in her belly. And her, you know what she says? Thank you. <laughs> she said, thank you. Oh my God, I could cry just thinking of that. She said, thank you. Like we had just given her a gift. Thank you. Thank you. You know, like it was a gift for her. And then she hugged me and she hugged me and she hugged me and she had tears in her eyes. Like she was welling up. She was so happy. She couldn't contain herself. And then she says, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm crying now. She's five. We tell her she's having a little sibling and she goes, thank you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I just love her so much. Like how, how is this possible? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, the first weeks, I think from week six, so really early, I have been very, very nauseous. Not to the point of vomiting. I'm, I don't throw up. I've, I can count on one hand in my whole life how many times I've ever thrown up. I don't throw up easily. But just kind of a constant all-day nausea. Um, my diet has been really weird. It ended. It didn't last that long. It ended at 10 weeks pretty much. So I had, yeah, I guess a month of just intense all-day nausea where I had to eat all the time, every 30 minutes almost, every hour I had to have something little I couldn't go too long without food or I would just feel really terrible. And my diet has been so weird. For weeks, all I wanted to eat, basically all I could eat safely was grapes and oranges. <laughs> and I'm also on this like new non-vegan journey and I'm really excited to nourish myself differently this pregnancy than I did the last pregnancy. And then I, you know, get pregnant and all I want to eat is freaking fruits. <laughs> But it really, I just had to listen to my body. It really, um, yeah, it really was, uh, it was a challenge. So a lot of fruits, sparkling water has been really delicious. Like I really wanted a lot of that. And just eating very little, but very, very, very often. 
and been tired. Yeah, the way you're tired at the beginning of a pregnancy. But pretty much, yeah, when we went to Aruba a couple of weeks ago, I started feeling a lot better. And yeah, here's also one of the things that I, I wanted to share because this was an experience I didn't have with Leia and it really freaked me out. Like it freaked me out to no end. It was the day before we were going to Aruba, some 10 weeks, I guess. And I'm in the shower. We're kind of packing and getting everything ready. I'm in the shower and I had a bleeding. Like I think you would count it maybe as spotting. It wasn't a big amount. It wasn't like a period. It wasn't like that, but just like a little bit. And when I was pregnant with Leia, that didn't happen a single time. I didn't have any of that. Although I've read that especially early pregnancy, first trimester, it's common. I did, of course, a lot of research after that happens. So 20% of women do bleed in their pregnancies. Most of that happens in the first trimester, but there are people who bleed a little bit here and there all throughout. Like it's not a totally crazy thing. But where my head went, I got frozen with fear. I was so terrified, completely terrified. And I started, you know, I didn't know, like, what if I'm beginning to miscarry now? We're supposed to be on a 17-hour trip, you know, going across the whole world tomorrow. Like, it was just very, very, very scary and overwhelming. And I couldn't stop crying. It was very, yeah, it was shit, really, is what it was. And I wish I knew. I never had talked to anybody about that, that that bleeding in pregnancy actually happens doesn't mean that you're miscarrying. And it depends on what kind of bleeding and the color of it and how much and how it happens and all those things. But I did call this emergency kind of medical hotline that we have um, here in Sweden. And she completely comforted me. And she even said, like, if you would go to the emergency, because there's an emergency like gynecology place, like if you are miscarrying where you can go, she was like, they're not going to see you. Like they won't admit you because there's real people having real emergencies there. And from what you're telling me, like this is not a real emergency and it's scary and it's okay that it's scary, but you're just going to have to sit with that scary. And if nothing else happens, like everything is fine, you know, and it actually helped. Like she really talked me down from this big scary place where I was, but it made me realize when I was pregnant with Leia, I had this underlying fear all the time that something was wrong that something bad was going to happen maybe I wouldn't get to keep her but I kept that fear very squashed I didn't talk about it with anybody I didn't race it I didn't bring it up to any any healthcare provider any friends I didn't even talk to Dennis about it it was just this kind of quiet fear that I had first that I would miscarry and then that something would be wrong and then that something would go wrong at birth. Like I had a lot of just negative, very fearful thoughts in my head. And now this happened and I found myself back in that place. It made it very current and very real. And I decided, okay, whatever fears come up, because I very clearly have some, and I think this is most people I know go through these kinds of fears. It would probably be scary for anyone. But for me, I'm on the, like I'm on the more freaked out end of the spectrum because I remember I was with Leia, but I didn't process it. So I decided, well, this time I'm going to talk about that. Like I'm going to share that if I have a worried day, if something feels weird and I don't know what it is, if I have a, you know, a scared, anxious day, like I'm going to share that fear and that anxiousness with somebody so I don't sit with it alone. 
And um, nothing happened after that. It wasn't the beginning of a miscarriage. And it really made me like I was sitting on the bed just talking to the baby. I was just like telling the baby that you're so safe with me and just telling him how badly I want him to be here with us and how excited we are. And I'm calling him a, a him, but of course we don't know but how excited we are that he's almost here and we've been longing for him and waiting for him and to just like, please stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. And that moment was really the initiation of, of, of me talking to the baby like a baby because I hadn't done that up until that point. It's been so early. It didn't feel super real yet. I think with Leia also, before I felt the first kicks, before the first ultrasound, because with Leia I had ultrasounds, I, it didn't feel, like I didn't know, is there a baby in there? Like there's things happening in my body, but I can't see this baby, I can't feel this baby. You just have to trust that that's happening. And for me, when I saw her on the ultrasound, and then when I could feel her kicking, that's when I started forming that relationship. But now that sort of started happening earlier thanks to that because now I'm in this conversation with this baby where I'm talking to him all the time and all day and <laughs> comforting him and comforting myself and also Leia talks to the she wakes up in the morning and she dives under the covers and she says good morning to the baby in the belly like every day she's just talking to him all throughout and telling him stories and asking how she's how he's doing and uh, it's really really special so yeah, although nothing else happened after that, I really felt like it was a, a big moment in this pregnancy so far because it made me decide to not keep any of the scary stuff to myself and to really communicate with this little one. Like this is a little soul, a little spirit that's here that chose to be here, that we chose to bring into this world together. That's really so special it's the most special thing. And I'm so happy to be pregnant. <laughs> I could cry right now. I am so, so, so happy to be pregnant. When we landed in Aruba, I decided I wanted to get an ultrasound because I really wanted to know that everything was okay and that that bleeding wasn't the beginning of something bad. Although I had decided, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, over the coming months, that I wanted um, just, I wanted a wild pregnancy. That's an actual term. I just wanted, I just want a pregnancy that, that isn't treated like it's a medical disease, which is how I felt a lot in, in my pregnancy with, with Leigh in my first pregnancy, that I don't want to do the doctor's visits. <laughs> I don't want to be shuffled from place to place to have my blood drawn and for people to tell me what I should do with my life and how this baby should be born. I, I had to fight a lot of stuff and stigma in the first pregnancy to get my way. And I had to listen to people telling me I was crazy and endangering my child because I wanted to birth at home. And I really feel so strongly this time. I don't want to go through that, actually. And there's no big medical reason for me to, like, I'm a healthy person. I never had anything odd or anything happen to my body. Nothing that gives me a reason that I would have to have medical care throughout this pregnancy. So I decided really early on, I don't want that. It's just going to be, it's just going to be me being pregnant. And then 
giving birth the way I want to give birth. But then I had that bleeding and I felt really, oh, I want to have an ultrasound. I want to see that this baby is moving and I want to have that recognition that everything is okay. So getting to Aruba, we, it's so beautiful. You can choose the care that you want. Um, you don't have to do every single thing that the system tells you to do just because they tell you to do it, right? But you can choose. So we did in Aruba and it was such a sweet moment. It was the sweetest woman. If I would give birth in Aruba, I would choose her as, as for sure to, to journey with. She was very sweet and also made me feel so safe. And, and I, yeah, I really trusted her. She let Leia come up on the table, like on the exam table and lie there with me for the ultrasound as if we were lying there watching TV or something. And she was just lying there like in my arms looking at the baby and he was he was doing somersaults like he was flipping around he didn't want to turn like she wanted him to turn a certain direction I guess I guess to measure to measure the baby and, and everything that they do in that first time um, but he didn't want to it was really obvious like he didn't want to he was he has a very particular energy this little one very active, very, <laughs> but also like feels shy. I remember Leia's energy in the belly was very extroverted, loud, like very just out there. Like she had a huge personality, like the way she is now, like I could feel that personality, that energy of her in the belly. But this baby has a different, different feeling, like a quieter, more introverted. Yeah, like doesn't want to yeah, like didn't want to shine, you know, for the cameras for that first time, like at all. It was more kind of like, no, you know what? Leave me alone here. Let me do my thing. So I want to just trusting in that instinct for now. And as this pregnancy progresses, so the the due date, there's no such thing as a due date, right? But general time is like mid-June. This might be a Gemini, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really go with that introverted, quiet vibe that I'm getting. But if he would choose to stay and bake as long as Leia chose to stay, then he would be a cancer. Like I'm definitely getting more cancer vibes than I am getting Gemini vibes, but that might change. Who knows? But just as this pregnancy progresses, I'm going to completely trust my intuition and choose whether or not I want any kind of support outside of of myself and outside of our family. So if I have that big urge to go have an ultrasound, I might have another one. I don't think I will have another one. I know I don't want any of the tests and, you know, crazy things that they make you go through. I know I don't want that. I know I don't want to be in the system. I don't want to be coerced to have to go to the hospital and to be induced. Like it's just not the journey I want for myself. And I also want to share, like I know I, I learned this from last time, but pregnancy and childbirth is such a controversial subject, which of course it shouldn't be. It's the most natural thing in the world. It's how we were all brought into this world. But when I am talking about this pregnancy and how I want to do things, I'm just talking about what I want. And if that triggers anyone, it's kind of how I share the the vegan <laughs> I'm not vegan anymore story. Like if this triggers anybody, process your own emotions before throwing them out into the world. I had that with Leia. Whenever I told people I want to do a home birth, I had people get angry with me. 
people were upset, people were triggered, you know, so you're saying that I'm not good enough if I birth in a hospital. No, like I'm not saying anything about anybody's choices. I just am sharing what I want. And I'm going to continue doing that throughout this whole journey. So this podcast, it's never going to turn into a pregnancy podcast, but as this is from the heart, I'm going to be always sharing from the heart what's going on. So you can definitely expect a little bit more motherhood and of course, baby and pregnancy stories coming out of me because that's the journey I'm on now. And I'm really happy I get to share this with you and that you're journeying with me. I feel very held, very supported. I had, we had 7,000 comments of joy and love and excitement on Instagram when I announced that we're having a second baby. 7,000 comments. That is totally wild. I really was sitting there just, I feel so loved and so held and so supported by this amazing community. And I love how everyone is so excited for us. It's, it really is a, yeah, a thing of light and so much joy in the middle of this really strange time. So yeah, we're moving to a farm. Maybe we're going to have animals. We've taken on this crazy project. I'm going to tell you all about it. Don't worry. Lots of stuff happening at the same time. We got the keys today. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you all about it, but definitely it's going to be a really, really interesting December. And I have a feeling 2023 is going to be a really good year. <laughs> I hope you feel the same. Next week on the show is Ask Rachel. So if you have any questions for me, of course, they can be pregnancy and baby related, but any question under the moon that you want to ask is beautiful. All you do is you call and you leave a message at plus one. 720-443-1771. If you're in the US, you skip the plus one. It's just 720-443-1771. You share your name, maybe where you're from, and whatever question is on your mind. Try to keep it under one minute so we can fit it into the show. Until then, my darlings, I love you so much. I hope you have a beautiful week. Thank you for feeling so much joy and excitement with you. I really, really feel it. I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.